eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Great. And Paul, I'm going to give you another number to back that up or another factoid to back that up. You talk about, you know, ways you win games. Okay. Giants didn't get a turnover, had that Julian Love one looked at quickly. By the way, Vikings, of course, went right down the score after that. No sacks despite the pressures or everything that went with it. This is 11 inc- quarterback hits, Sean. Yeah. No, they 11 got the quarterback hits. And remember, what does Wake Martindale preach? He wants, okay, pressures, which, in, which are, are, are a three headed monster. That means it's hurries, it's knockdowns, and it's sacks. Those three things add up to pressures. Wink Martindale wants a high pressure number. That's more important to him than just the sack number because that's right. only one of the three components. That pass rush was good yesterday, and Cousins did a lot of quick game too. Yeah, and this is the stat I'm going to give you off of that. The Vikings yesterday became the only team in the Super Bowl era to complete at least 80% of their passes with no turnovers and no sacks allowed and still lose. NFL teams had been 47-0 and in the Super Bowl era when doing all of those checks in a game yesterday, before yesterday. That is a, insane. Yeah. And you only, by the way, if that if that's the trend, that means on the other side, your quarterback has played flawless football up and down the field. No question. Let, let, let me just pat Wink Martindale on the back again. Outside of a 25-yard pass to Adam Thielen down the right sideline, which, by the way, was completed right in front of me, uh, that was it. The only other pass plays that they had, there were two other ones of longer than 20 yards, but they were on catch and runs by Hawkinson. The Giants did not get beat deep. Xavier McKinney was all over the field, Sean. I don't know how you could see it on TV, but he made a big difference too. And I'm sorry. Uh, You know what? And we'll get to the effect. He got interfered with big time on a play that he could have got a pick. I thought that was Bush that there was – because if that's a receiver and McKinney's grabbing him like that, guess what? That's a flag. Uh, Yeah, you mean mean, – that was about as as good a call as Dexter Lawrence is roughing the passer while the ball was still in Cousins' hand. And let's get into that now, okay? 
fourth quarter, what could have been and what were game-changing plays, okay? Before we get to Dexter Lawrence, I got to be honest, Paul, I was a little chicken you-know-what. The going forward on fourth and one with Daniel Jones scared. I know it's the right call. Everybody in the room I'm watching with says, you got to go, it's the right call. I know that's yeah. modern football. I know it's Dable's aggression, and I know that's how they got there. Boy, was I petrified. But again, the confidence and the trust in Daniel Jones. Hey, plow for the trust in your offensive line. That is a winning time coaching decision there, Paul. And that paid big dividends in the end. Keep the clock moving. No question. I, I marked down from, from my vantage point on the bench, I marked down key blocks by Feliciano and Glowinski on that quarterback. Guys who have been much maligned by some of the fan base too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Here's what I want you to remember, and we told you this back in training camp on how offensive line coach Bobby Johnson loves Feliciano because he's like a rabid dog, and he calls Glowinski dirtbag, you know, because of his time that he was with him with the Colts. These guys are scrappers, okay? They don't do everything perfect. They're not the most technically sound guys you want to see. They're going to get beat sometimes by premier pass rushers who have athleticism and they're able to stunt through. It's going to happen sometimes. But when push comes to shove, you want that guy who's going to bite the nose off of your opponent. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and with that, Paul, you have that play happen now defensively for a second. Okay. Well, I guess, you know what, before we get to the full defensive thing, Offensively, the Darius Slayton drop is obviously enormous. Oh, my goodness. I mean, look, nothing new here with Slayton or the Giants offense. No matter what Daniel Jones does, there's always some kind of big drop. We saw Richie James <laughs> the first time in Minnesota. But I thought what was really the most interesting part about the Slayton drop is Darius Slayton's dropped a lot of passes in his career, okay? Brian Dable doing the opposite of what he's done a lot of times in these moments he was completely consoling Darius Slayton and giving him the pick-me-up where we've seen him this year on the sideline basically give Slayton the business or other guys the business for those big mistakes. And and Brian Dable, right temperature on the team, that was not the right time to go after Slayton. Okay, we're in a playoff spot where if the game goes to overtime, you're probably going to need Slayton to go make a big play or, or be there. I thought that was incredible Brian, by Brian Dable to completely switch up the flavor in which he coaches some of these drops. I, I mean, look, Slayton's head was completely in the clouds. Thank goodness we didn't need him again the rest of the game because you could see him on the bench. He just was emotionally devastated by that drop. But obviously the drop's a killer. Game is likely over. You're at the very least probably in field goal territory to make it a two-score game. Drop can't happen. But I did find Dable's coaching there to be very visually interesting. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. I, I think, and I haven't talked to Dave's about it since, but I think what he was trying to do, thinking that if the Vikings were to somehow come down in the final two minutes and score the tying touchdown, he knows he's going to need Slayton in overtime. Right. So the last thing you want to do right there is to make this guy feel any worse. Because if you saw Slayton coming off the field, his head was down. His his hands were in his face. Oh, he, he was a mess. 
He was that, a mess. That was as bad as I felt for an athlete watching on TV the way the camera kept shooting him that I've ever, I ever remember feeling bad. In some ways, reminiscent of Evan Ingram's drop in Philadelphia. Yeah, which cost got, him a and, game, you know, right? And Paul, I got so mad at Slayton's drop versus Washington. I got so mad at this Slayton drop in real time. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going soft in my old age. I the shots of Slayton made me forget my anger towards him and actually feel gently bad for him as a human. He being. was he he had melted in his own disappointment. And Dable again, knowing the situation with the game, the way it was, he knew he had a count on this guy, and they were going to need him in overtime if Minnesota came back. I really believe that was his motivation. I want to take you behind the scenes for just a minute, though, Sean. I don't always get the chance to do this because I'm in the box when the Giants are home, but I'm on the bench and on the sideline when they're on the road. The entire game, there were guys not just crossing over units between defensive linemen and linebackers, running backs and offensive line. There were guys crossing over offense, defense, and special teams the entire game talking each other up, giving each other pointers, trying to trying to see whatever they could do to help their teammates win this game. It happened throughout the entire game from the very beginning all the way to the end. The camaraderie and the brotherhood that I saw this 53-man roster and its coaching staff share on their bench yesterday, it was almost as if it was a club of, of, of 10 guys so tightly close-knit and so close together that you could never imagine a team of 53 and a coaching staff on the field of about 12 or so being that close. It was truly remarkable. That's, I mean, that's all. And you get the vibe, and you're right, when you're seeing some of the Instagram post-game stuff, Isaiah Hodgins, like that locker room is so together. And look, it speaks volumes. That's how you stay together. And that's how you know, right, when Slayton drops the pass, and we'll get to the next play, that could have backfired on him. When the negative stuff starts happening in a tight spot, nerve round spot, and they don't backfire, because we've seen plenty of games, right, where a bad drop, we look back and we're screaming and yelling about it. Geez, Richie James this year with the, the muffed punts, and you just can't get over them for a week. The fact that the Giants still were over to come some of these obstacles and win a game, I think just speaks to the growth of the team. And that other obstacle that I thought combined with the slate and drop, and we'll talk about now, that Lawrence penalty is atrocious, Paul. It is as bad a playoff penalty. We've seen them throughout the years in giant playoff games. We like, can you believe yeah. they called that? We know roughing the passer has been a point of emphasis. And I guess you want to say because his hand grazed his helmet less with the wrap down. That in that spot, game on the line is as soft a BS call as an official can make. And by the way, that could be an Eagle or Cowboy defensive tackle not named Dexter Lawrence versus some team I don't care about. I still would be saying the same thing. This isn't giant homerism. That is a weak-ass call. Yeah, I, 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 I've done everything I could do to try and understand it, and there's just no explicable way to look at that play. It was, it was really, really bad. But but rather than harp on that, I want to talk about the incompletions that Moreau and then Flott forced Bingo. on the ensuing plays in the series, which then wound up clinching the game as McKinney stopped Hawkinson on a man-to-man situation after the guy had killed the Giants for two consecutive games. Paul, you read my mind. The next thing I was going to get to was Cordell Flott at third and eight. You want to start Moreau first? Take it away. Well, I mean... I'm looking at it and I'm saying to myself, okay, well, where are they going to go? Because they need the touchdown to tie. They got no timeouts. 
They're under two minutes to go. You know, where are they going to go? Well, it was that under two and a half to go. And and Moreau read that play. He was all over uh, Osborne. And fly. Could he have timed that any better? I mean, seriously, the timing was absolutely incredible.